What's good, hip hop? What's good? Welcome to the season five premiere of the Diggy A2 podcast. I'm still your host, Rob Diggy, aka Rob D, BKA Rob Dean, the place to be. You already know what it is. Oh man, lots of things going on to be excited for heading up for this season. Um, one of the things I want to get out there real quick, make sure you all go out to www.diggyA2.com for the latest and greatest of things that are going on surrounding the platform, surrounding the culture. Um, and what we're going to do a little bit different this season is we want a lot of audience participation. That's what we're lacking um, on the platform. So with that in mind, uh, whatever you're listening to us right now, whether you're watching on YouTube, if you want to click the link for the survey in the description, leave us a comment, um, leave us your thoughts on the show, or you can hit us up on the on the streaming platforms, leave us a comment. If you p- leave a comment or something online, let us know. I'll pick out the best one out the stack, uh, read it off next week's episode, and we will send you out some Diggy A2 swag uh, for you to add to your collection. So we're going to do a little bit of things a little different this way. So make sure you all leave a comment. Uh, leave the survey, whatever your thoughts are, what you think about the show, what you think about the season so far, and we'll get that out to you all. That we'll pick one out of the hat and we'll ask you for your address and we'll send it out to you. Starting off season five, you know what, you guys? I can't believe they renewed us for another season. Like it's been a roller coaster ride. We are in the 20 teens, 2010 to 2019. And uh, you know how we do on the Diggy A2 platform. You know, when we celebrate, Another season, it's always a victory lap. So, you know, around here <laughs> on the DGA2 podcast, uh, we got to start things off with a little henny, hen, hen. <laughs> Y'all know the rest. I won't even say no more about that. We're going to start off with a victory lap drink, but I want to introduce you all to my special guest. We got a couple of queens online with us today. We have Carneal from uh, Long Island, New York, who is a huge fan of music, hip hop culture. She's on with us today. And we have Shara, who has a very long history, musical background from her family. She is calling in all the way from London, from the UK. And we're on board with us today to talk about the Migos. So without further ado, I'm going to bring these ladies in so you all can meet them. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. All that good stuff. Uh, We'll have Carneal. Good afternoon, ma'am. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience and tell us about your relationship with hip hop. Hi, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Carol. I'm from Long Island, New York. I am such a big fan of music. Music literally takes over my whole life. I think it affects your mood. Everything about from waking up to the morning till when I go to sleep, everything is encompassed around music. So I love all genres. And I feel like listening to different types of music and when things are coming out to actually analyze it and get to really dissect where people are from and how the groups came together and lyrics and production and all that stuff together makes a great group and great music. So I'm really happy that you guys have me here and so we can discuss some stuff. So thank thank you. you, Thank you. Thank you, Queen. We appreciate you being here and giving us your perspective on the Migos. And then we're going to hear from Shara. Shara's all the way from London. All the way from London, you guys. Calling in. Uh, Shara, what is it, about 8 o'clock at night right now? What time is it over there in London? It's uh, almost 20 past 8. So, hi. Good Damn. evening, everyone. Nice <laughs> to meet you all. And uh, thank you for having me. Um, 
So I would say that, uh, yeah, um, as you mentioned earlier, and also to, um, to add to what uh, Carnell said as well, um, I have a love for music. I just find it very liberating, motivational, anything you want to do. It's really good to just have some music on in the background just to get that vibe going and just, just feel inspired and it helps with the creativity, et cetera, you know, especially with the day job, I suppose. Um, but yeah, um, as you as you mentioned or highlighted, you know, my I just remember like growing up and my family just being around musical groups and uh, my mum doing some backing singing, you know, from back in the day. And I just remember, you know, her she she knew Bob Marley, so I just remember meeting him when I was very very young and just having that sort of inspiration and just remember having certain UK uh, groups at the time um, that would uh, come to visit and things like that and just having that sort of musical influence I would say yeah. so um, it would be mainly to do deep-seated really around reggae music at the time and so mm. on and I think that's quite pivotal today you know as we Absolutely. all know they bear sort of the foundations for um, hip-hop music and also lots of other genres of music as well but um, as Carnell said um, just to extend uh, add to that um, I'm just a great mus musical lover of all genres of music have a good appreciation. Whoa, we appreciate you, Shar. We appreciate you. Both queens. We got two queens starting off season five. I am so excited. Thank you, ladies, for being on here. And the group that we're talking about in season one are from my hometown, North Atlanta, Georgia, Lawrenceville, to be exact, which is Offset, Quavo, and Takeoff, otherwise known as the Migos. Let me give you all some facts real quick about the Migos. Before we jump into the discussion, they are a three-time BT Award winner. The first time I heard the Migos was on the song called Versace. Um, and they made the song. It was really, really catchy. They start, you know, reciting Versace, Versace, Versace. I'm like, man, what are these dudes doing, man? Like, what's going on? So uh, Drake, uh, you know, uh, Aubrey Graham, you know, for the otherwise known, probably the greatest, uh, not the greatest, one of the biggest hip-hop stars on planet Earth, uh, decided to do a remix of Versace. And that's what really took Versace to the stratosphere in 2013. That was one of the first times I actually heard of the Migos. So that's how their career got started. Uh, they had another song uh, called Fight Night, uh, Look at My Dab. And of course, one of my favorites is Hannah Montana. And we're not talking about the character themselves. You all can read between the lines of what Hannah Montana means. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, you all can check that out on your own. Their first album was released in July 2015 called Run Young Rich Nation. Uh, one of the songs uh, I picked out was Dab Daddy. Highway 85, one time, Pipe It Up was a couple of uh, singles that I liked. Didn't do very well commercially, but it was an underground success. And it set them up for the Culture Series. So the Culture Series, Culture 1, 2, and 3, uh, three very distinct albums um, and really, really put Migos on the hip-hop map. So Culture 1 was released in January of 2017, was one-time platinum, was nominated for a Grammy, did not win, but we all know the hits from culture. We're talking about T-shirt. We're talking about Bad and Bougie featuring Lil Uzi Vert, Get Right With Ya, um, Slippery featuring Gucci Mane, Dez featuring 2 Chains. And you know what, ladies? Um, we all know the phrase that the Migos created. And, and when you're ready to hear drop top, you say, or raindrop, you know, you say drop top. It's like kind of goes like hand in hand. Like they, they really coined that phrase. So whenever you hear raindrop, you automatically think about Drop Top because of the Migos and that, how they coined that um, on Bad and Bougie. But phenomenal album nonetheless. And then a year later, 2018 in January, they dropped Culture 2, which was a double disc, which I thought was a kind of long CD, but 
Nonetheless, they had commercial success. The uh, songs I picked up of there were Narcos, Autopilot, Walk It Like I Talk It featuring Drake, uh, CC featuring Gucci Mane, Stir Fry, which was actually produced by Pharrell Williams, uh, Gang Gang, which is uh, what I would say an underground hit, kind of a B-side hit that I actually like. Well, let's just do it this week. We all know about Motorsport featuring Cardi B um, and Nicki Minaj, Notice Me featuring Post Malone, and then uh, Culture 3 was released in June of 2021. However, June of 2021 is outside of our scope uh, for this particular season. However, Culture 3 is a uh, was another commercial success for the Migos, but their most successful album was Culture 2. I think their best album is Culture 1, in my personal opinion. So that's going to set the stage. Oh, I forgot. Uh, their net worth is $80 million. So these brothers are doing it, doing a major on the streaming, doing all the different um, appearances, guest appearances, things like that. They really got their stuff together, their money right. And uh, they are kicking off our season. And as I mentioned, they are from my hometown, Atlanta, Georgia. So shout out to Atlanta, Georgia, stand up ATL in the building. Uh, and we're going to kick things off with Carnell first. So Carnell, good afternoon. And when you think about the Migos, Carnell, what's the first thing that comes to your mind with these gentlemen and how they approach hip hop? Ad libs. <laughs> Ad libs. <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're just so like, um, they're all over the place, honestly. Like they, they throw things that honestly, I, I have to research, I have to look up to see if there's some, some hidden meaning behind it. Like, does this mean something else? Like, yeah. I, you know, but um, I think they're like, they're dope. They they really like brought us, I mean, I'm from New York. So yeah. to listen to ATL music, like ATL rap and stuff is foreign to me. You know, I'm not yeah. used to it. So by listening to them and getting into their music and the way that they just do their whole production and their lyrics and how you have to like look it up and stuff to me that just made me have such an appreciation for the rest of ATL music that I was not a fan of before and through them it you know introduced me to other people like Future and you know the rest of the greats from ATL but um yeah they're just they they put things out there that make no sense that you have to like look it up but you know young kids they love it like you mentioned Hannah Montana like I hear Hannah Montana I just imagine kids doing the you know <laughs> and the dab that like you know i think it was cam newton or someone like he started doing that like during football so they just crossed over into so many different things and i think that's why their stardom became so big i i would agree um they've done lots of things um that um coincide with uh popular culture they were really smart and strategic on some of the things they wanted to get out like you mentioned the dab uh, which was very, very popular. And they wanted to, you know, incorporate that into the music. But Shar, I have a question for you. Now, when it comes to Migos, um, what do you think their impact is on hip hop today? So we're talking about Migos in the 20 teens and how they were able to um, create music. And, you know, to be the, the point of phrase, to be honest, those of us who are, are you know, hip hop heads are not major fans of Migos, but you have to respect the Migos. You have to respect them whether you like them or not. However, Shar, what do you think their impact was in the 20-teens on how it makes music sound today? I think it's completely, um, they are completely influential, you know, in the game. Um, I think that probably they might even set like the standard, you know, where everything else kind of feeds off, you know, um, heavily influential. And I think sometimes you can see that as well, that influencing other groups, you know, that have uh, um, arisen since. So, yeah, I think that um, they're definitely um, one for um, keeping an eye out for. I think um, just that 
to extend onto what uh, Carmel said uh, earlier, they're completely explosive. They're very addictive, very captivating, and they're uh, they're they're extremely talented at what they do. You know, so they do sort of set a precedent. Um, I think uh, for what they do, they're very unique. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, they they are very unique. Um, they have really. Um, what I would say influenced hip hop in the, in, the, in, the, in the 2020s or whatever this 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 10 years is or whatever you <laughs> want to call it, uh, hip hop today. Um, yeah, like they were one of the ones that really stepped outside the box, really put really put Atlanta back on the map on the hip hop map. Uh, just like Carnell was was mentioning about Atlanta, but Carnell, you're a hip hop head from New York, so my question to you, ma'am, is when you think about the Migos and equating them to hip hop, do you think Migos is hip hop yes or no? And if no, why not? Do you think Migos are they hip hop in your or are they more popular music as opposed to hip hop? And you're from New York now. That's why I'm putting you on the spot. Okay, they are hip hop. Okay, I'm just used to a different type of hip hop. Like um, the hip hop I'm used to kind of has like a story surrounded, you know, okay. around it in a way. Like there's there's something it's like visual, you know. Okay. Where with them, it's like, like I said, there's a lot of ad libs. So there's like a lot of stuff that kind of just thrown in. So with, I feel like with, you know, like New York hip hop, you can learn the lyrics within like a few times of listening to it. Yeah. Because it's like a story where it's like, mm -hmm. you know what they're saying. Where like with this, it's like, there's so much random things thrown out that if you're sitting in the car with someone, they're going to think you don't know the song. But you do know the song, but it's because it's like all over the place. But it is hip hop. It's just it's just a different style. And we can't tell someone that they're not hip hop or they're not rap because their style is different. There's no set thing. Hip hop didn't start a certain way. You can't go back to, you know, like someone like Run DMC or, you know, other greats from the past, like from the 80s and stuff, or even before that, when it was actually, you know, starting out and say that's not hip hop because it's an evolution. Yes. Music is an evolution. Yes. So just because someone doesn't sound like what you're used to, it doesn't mean it's not considered that genre. And I would say to that, Carneal, that's a hard pill to swallow for us old school heads, right? Us old school heads are like, man, <laughs> Migos saying hip hop. What are they doing to our culture? What are they doing? But it's exactly to your point. They're just changing. That's why the season is called the transformation. During these 10 years of hip hop, ladies and gentlemen, 2010 to 2019, um, you saw a little bit of um, difference in the ability, not the ability, but the importance of lyricism. The importance of lyricism was kind of a, was like a lost art. They were really going after the beats, catchy hooks, making things that were making people dance and move. Like you mentioned, Carnell, you know, um, going to the clubs in New York and listening to things like that. That's really what hip hop is really shifting into in these next 10 years. However, I want to ask Shar this question. So Shar is... What is the impact on Migos over in the UK? I'm very interested to hear their impact on hip hop lovers and how they received in the UK across across the across the pond from us. Oh, it's major. You know, it's it's really big. You know, they have a heavy influence here, and um, I would say that um, alongside sort of um, another genre of music such as drill music. Yeah. Um, I think it's very relatable to the music, to the style that they offer in terms of the trap um, and the hip hop uh, part of it. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it's huge here. It's, it was definitely a phenomenon. And I think with their commercial success, even more so, you know, um, you know, I kind of, 
got into them when um, I heard Tisha and that just exploded over here. You know, I yeah. think they, you know, the video came out first and then soon after there was a live performance, you know, and um, yeah, it, and then everybody just wanted to sort of uh, assume position and, uh, you know, take on a likeness for them. So, yeah. <laughs> but like, as you say, with the, the lyrics, it's definitely evolved over the years and um, they obviously have their own cadence of, <laughs> you know, how they deliver them and um, it might not make much sense. And like you say, you know, Carnell, you referenced um, the ad-libs and I, I think if you were just to, to do the ad-libs, you would sound as crazy, you know, as it is when you listen to it, you know, but I suppose when you piece it all together, it does make a, a lot of sense and probably without them, it probably wouldn't be as effective. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mentioned T-shirt. I just remember um, uh, Takeoff in the background going, Mama! Like where, yeah. like, where, yeah. like, where, where, where does that come from? Yeah. Do, like, same color T-shirt. Like, I'm like, what are they? But it's, but it's, it's either it's crazy or it's genius. It's one of the two. I think actually yeah. it's genius because there is no other rap group or no other um, artist that was kind of doing the ad lib thing. Like that's why I think, yeah. I think it's genius actually. You know, like I said, whatever side of the coin you're on, you know, either you think it's crazy or it's genius. I think it's actually genius because they kind of carved their own lane in hip hop. And that's sometimes what you need to do. You don't want to sound like everybody else. You don't want to, uh, you know, make music that everybody just loves just because you want to carve your own lane. So I'm going to ask Carnell this question to put her back on the spot. Carnell, when you think of a Migos song, right, which one do you find yourself going back to and, and playing on repeat? Which one do you like the most? Okay. I like Pure Water. Okay. Okay. I like Adam's family. Um, bad and bougie, obviously. <laughs> um, talk it like I talk it like there's slippery. There there are songs that they're just, but they're different, you know. Yeah. Um, some have lyrics in them, and some aren't <laughs> just straight party like party anthems, and that's what I think of. Like they're party anthems. They're great for any mood. You can play them like I mean. Not the explicit versions, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. We but got kids. It's kid friendly show. Have, I got you. I got you. We have you. kids. There are places you could play it, like at a carnival. You could play it um, in a store. You, it's very catchy. You can put it in a commercial for a jingle. Yeah. You know, like walk it like a target. Remember when that came out? Um, I would walk my dog, and that's all I would think about. His <laughs> little legs, and I'd be like, walk it like a, you know, like <laughs> you know, bad and bougie. Same thing. I have a cat who likes to go out in the street, and I say she's bad and bougie, like. <laughs> She's pretty, but she's bad. Like, it, it's just, it just goes back to like, you know, relating to it. And that's, I think that's a big thing when it comes to any artist. If yeah. you can have the fans or, you know, the listeners relate to your music and have it stick in your head and incorporate it into anything, like that's, you're winning. Yeah, I life. definitely agree. They, 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 they relate to the average day person. And Char, same question. When you have or, um, you know, we think about the Migos and their music, which songs or album or what songs do you find yourself putting on repeat over there in the UK? Well, Tisha, I can listen to okay, all day. You know, that's okay, just how okay. that was just my main my main introduction to them. Okay, um, I like all the commercial ones. To be honest with you, just the catchy ones. I like anything like that. To be honest, so um, you know, if it's got a really good strong beat, which they have, um, and I think with them as well, I'm not probably not overly concerned so much with the lyrics, you know, because I mean, we just accept them for who they are. Right. I suppose if they were saying anything sort of outside of the norm that, you know, wasn't, you know, um, sensible, then, then maybe so, um, but, or harmful, but, uh, you know, I, I, 
you know, we just take them for, at face value, you know, with the commercial success. And I, I do think that um, they can be taken quite seriously as well as a group as well. And they, and they should, they ought to. But so I like Bad and Bougie and I love Walk It Like I Talk It and I love motorsport as well. So yeah. um, those would be the main ones for me. <laughs> yeah, I like the Walk It Like It's Talking video. With, have anybody seen yeah. the music video? Um, it's got, they got an old, I think it's a, it's a throwback it's so to Soul funny, Train. so funny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a throwback to Soul Train. Grace got on the big afro and it's like, yeah. it's so funny, man. Like, so funny. they're very yeah. clever. All their visuals are very clever as well too. So I, I'll give them kudos for that um very creative brothers and you know it, I'm, I'm a little bit biased because i'm from atlanta so i, I like them regardless but um i want to get some final thoughts here from you two ladies on migos and their impact or their legacy rather that you, that you think they're going to leave on the culture of hip-hop so shara what is your take on that so when migos when you think they're done uh with music what do you think they're going to leave behind what do, what do you think your their, their impact or imprint is going to be on hip-hop when they're all said and done I think they're going to have a huge impact, you know. I mean, everything that they do just more or less is gold, isn't it? You know, or platinum, <laughs> let's say. Um, and I think that, that they will have, like you say, the era, you know, that they have in it. I think they can definitely uh, claim some dominance over it. You know, they, they're definitely trendsetters. Like you mentioned, the Walk It, Like I Talk It um, videos, I think that's a, a, a major milestone for anyone to put on that kind of production, um, for especially in this time, and, and relate it to back then. I just think it's quite phenomenal, actually. And, um, and to have that sort of tr transition and crossover, how many generations, you know, would appeal to that video. So I think they definitely own that. And I also think as well, like the... Um, the T-shirt the video as well was just really, really impressively done as well. Yeah. You know, the whole setting, if you can remember. I mean, I can still remember that quite vividly now, you know, as I speak yeah. to you. So, yeah, yeah. Um, they're definitely influential. And I think that um, upcoming um, younger generations that are coming up have a lot to sort of aspire to, you know, if they want to sort of meet that kind of standard. Absolutely. I think that um, with them saying more with less is, is good. Um, so we put so much emphasis, you know, and I'm a hip hop head myself. We put so much emphasis on lyricism, but you know what? It's okay. You don't need to be the best lyricist to make a, a to make a, a catchy hook or catchy beat or anything like that. They just they make hip hop to me simplistic. We always try to complicate hip hop, and really, you just got to have a, a catchy hook, nice beat. You know what I mean? And, and you got to hit. And not saying that that's what their formula is, but I think that from your point, um, Shara, is that their their legacy. Is going to be left with that. They didn't really have a lot of, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be technical here. You know, they don't have a lot of punchlines and wittiness, but they are very, very catchy. And you listen to Walk It Like I Talk It, Bad and Bougie, you know, same color T-shirt. Even the songs they had out, you know, uh, recently, you know, that are out right now, they're really, really catchy. It's like you can't get away from it. You cannot yeah. get away from these <laughs> brothers, all right? So that that is definitely one legacy that I don't want to leave behind. But the last question I have is Carneal. And for Carneal, it's going to be a little bit harder, Carneal. So being that you're a hip-hop head yourself, do you think that Migos will be mentioned in the top hip-hop groups of all time once they are done doing music? What is your opinion about that? How many years from now are we talking? Uh, we'll say 20. We'll, get, we'll say 20. 20 years from now. So we'll say 2042. 2042, 20 years from now, do you think we're still going to be talking about Migos uh, and their impact on hip-hop? Absolutely. Okay. Because I feel like they, 
they started this whole new, you know, era of like these kids today, like, you know, us as older people were like, what is this music? Like they're into this and this is what they're going to be playing. This is what, you know, the kids coming up, they're learning how to do music and production and engineering and all this stuff. And they're learning it from listening to them. You know, like I have a 13 year old son and he has his little MIDI uh, piano and he has his own little setup in his room and he makes music for his like video games that he makes. And um, it's like a lot of it's like, you know, copying their music. Yeah. So it's I feel like it's not just going to be even with music with them. Like it's obviously that's the source. Right. But it's going to be um, used, like I said, with kids doing like animation, people doing um, commercials for jingles, you know, like they're since it's so catchy and it's not, I'm not saying it's simple and basic because it's obviously not. But the fact that it's like not as intense as other types yeah. of music. Yeah. That it's going to be influential in so many different things. And just like we see the Montel Jordans and and Salt and Peppers and whatever, like in commercials now, we're definitely going to be listening to Migos and so many different things. Their music is going to be sampled. It's I, I feel like definitely like in 20, 40 years or even more down the line, they're definitely going to be spoken about because the kids coming up now, this is what they're into. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's definitely going to be something very impactful. I, I totally agree with you, Queens. Um, I totally agree. Um, I think when it's all said and done, maybe top 50. I'm being biased here, but, you know, because there's so many hip hop groups that have been influential to the culture. Migos is a part of that story, that legacy. Maybe not as much as some of the other greats, but um, their story and legacy lives on. That's why they're kicking off season five. So, ladies, I appreciate you, Queens, and your opinions um, bringing us, starting off with our season. So I thank you both for spending time out of your busy schedules to come hang out with me and our audience. So, But we got to start winding things down, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to start closing things out. And to give the audience a, a little bit of context around um, season five. Season five is going to be dedicated to life and memory of Mr. Dante Wright. Dante Wright um, was a young man that was pulled over. I think he had a warrant out for his arrest. I don't know the full story. Neither does it matter. Uh, but he lost his life on April 11th of 2021 from Officer Potter. Officer Potter um, thought that she pulled a taser to disable uh, Dante, but she pulled out a gun and shot Dante and Dante died um, on that day. And this season is dedicated to the life and memory of Dante Wright, his son, Dante Jr. Um, he was only 20 years old. You guys, I have a son that is 20 years old. So just to think about that in context, like that could have been my son in that situation or one of your sons or one of your friends. So we're gonna dedicate our entire season to life and memory of Dante Wright and all the others that we have lost due to social injustice in the United States. So what we're gonna do to keep his memory alive, as you all see my shirt, says hands up, don't shoot. This is going to be the catchphrase for the entire next 16 weeks of hip hop. So with that in mind, ladies, if you could join me by putting your hands up in the air, I'm going to say hands up, you're gonna say don't shoot. We're gonna say that three times to make sure and remind everybody that social injustice uh, needs to be the continue the drumbeat and we're going to continue to talk about these social injustices and atrocities that are happening in the United States of America. So one time, hands up. Don't, don't shoot. shoot. Hands up. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Hands up. Don't, don't shoot. shoot. Rest in peace, Dante. We love you, man. Take care of yourself. 
uh, and your family and uh, your life and memory lives on. We're going to continue to hit this drum beat for 16 weeks in a row. So with that in mind, ladies, oh, man, it's been a great uh, conversation with you both. Uh, very intelligent minds, very articulate. And but we got to start wrapping things up and we're going to start with uh, Miss Carneal all the way from Long Island, New York. Carneal, who are your shout outs going to Ma this week? Well, first of all, I want to thank you guys for having me on. Jessica, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and for coming on. Um, Shara, it was very nice to meet you. Me uh, this was a great segment. I, I loved every minute of it. Um, my shout outs are for one, my son, Anthony. Love you, baby. Um, my parents, my sister, the rest of my family, my friends, everyone else. Um, one thing that I do have to say is I want to give everyone their flowers today because we shouldn't wait until our death to tell people how much appreciated and how much love they are. So totally. I'm sending my flowers to everyone watching and everyone else across the world. We appreciate you, Carnell. Thank you. And thank you for being uh, uh, a newcomer to the platform. Hopefully we won't, we'll see you again further on down the road. So thank you for coming on Ma as a, a true queen, a true mind of hip hop. We appreciate you. And Miss Shara, who are your shout outs going to ma'am all the way from the UK and London. I've been trying to get to London for years. I just can't seem to get over there. So maybe you can help me out. I, maybe you can throw a party. I don't know, but I, I really, really <laughs> want to go to London. But um, who are your shout outs going to Ma? The floor is yours. I'd like to also just thank you all um, for it was lovely meeting you. Thank you for having me. And um, I really enjoyed the show. Lovely to meet you as well, Carmel. Thank you for being such a, a gracious uh, guest <laughs> with me. Um, I would just like to uh, shout out um, my business partner, probably first and foremost, just to say thank you ever so much, Andrew Foster, for what you do and um, uh, for the company. And also um, just to also thank and uh, give a big shout out to my daughter, Thea, and to my lovely, gorgeous grandson as well, King, and to my wonderful uh, son-in-law, Andre. And uh, just to uh, thank a few uh, other uh, uh, companies as well that I uh, work with as well, just to say shout out to the 360 Nation family, the Humanity at Work Foundation and Hotel Universe, and, um, and to spread love and light to everyone throughout the world. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Queens. We appreciate you. My shout outs are going to be short. First and foremost, um, you know, we need some world peace. So shout out to all of our folks that are suffering out there in, in Ukraine right now. And that that whole situation going on. I usually don't talk about that too much on this platform, but uh, our hearts are with you. Uh, those of you in the Ukraine um, suffering right now. So I want to get that out there first and foremost. Shout out to the ladies on the platform today, Char and Carneal. Thank you both ladies for bringing your expertise, bringing your opinions. We love to see you come back. We love ladies on this platform. We need more voices. We need more voices. Ladies, if you're listening, if you're watching, Bring your opinion. Bring it over to us. I wish I could have 16 weeks of just ladies um, all week. That would be phenomenal. I don't know if I could pull that off, but that would be phenomenal. Uh, but shout out to you two queens for spending time out of your busy schedule. Hang out with us this week, starting off the season. Um, shout out to my family, my kids, my grandkids. I love you all to death. Shout out to Jessica, Miss Connect the Dots, for putting this all together. Um, and my last shout out is going to 36 and Brimstone, who is a part of the DB Entertainment Group. And they have a song out there called My Brother's Keeper uh, on the new album called Monolith. And on their album, they gave me a soundbite on their album. So shout out to you guys, man. I love you guys to death, man. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So guess brings us to next week. Next week, we're going to stay in Atlanta, Georgia, 
And we're going to be talking about uh, one of my favorite rappers, 2 Chains, next week. We're talking about 2 Chains and his influence on the culture. Uh, but that's all we have this week, you guys. Thank you all for tuning in. Stay humble, stay safe, stay hip-hop. All right, one to zero, man. Peace. <laughs>